0: Hi there and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour, and this week we have a story from first-time storyteller Andrew Gatsby. How's your week going? I am still glowing from this past weekend. I have been more adventurous and I have been trying to get together in small gatherings and spend in-person time with people. The Delta variant has calmed down a little bit here in San Francisco, so it feels a little safer. I've been steering myself towards smaller gatherings where people are fully vaccinated. And on Saturday, I went to, remember that CFNM book club I went to a few months ago? CFNM stands for Clothed Female Nude Male. So it's a feminist book club that is waited on by a naked man. And it's pretty fucking awesome. And if you've been in your house and you have not been around people very much, to have someone open the front door and greet you naked, and it's very clear they're happy to see you. Yeah, that is a great way to get past lockdown. I really had a good time. How can it be so wholesome when they're naked? I don't know, but I love this event. And then I left there. I taught everyone the concept of rock starring. I said, I'm sorry, y'all, I have to rock star this party. I have another one to go to. And they went, what's rock starring? I'm like, it's when you show up late and you leave early, you know, like rock stars do. And they were like, "Ooh, I'm going to use that. So then I went over to a friend's birthday party, which was a storytelling party in a backyard around a fire. It was very low-key, just a bunch of storytellers sharing what's going on in their life. We were supposed to be practicing stories. Many of us like to get up and tell at places like The Moth, which is open again in the Bay Area. But instead, it just became comfortable and like just real conversation rather than holding court telling a story. And it was so exactly what I needed. And it was also a celebration of my friend Mosa, who is someone that I love dearly. Mosa is someone who came to my storytelling workshop, I believe, 10 plus years ago, maybe more than that, and uh, joined the family, joined us on the podcast as a storytelling coach, and is also one of my dearest friends. So happy birthday, Mosa. And then on Sunday, I did a storytelling open mic for Patreon supporters. And it was last minute, I just put it out and said, I don't know if you're busy, but if you're not, I'd really like to give you something. I've been trying really hard to find a live stream producer and haven't had any luck. And I really wanted to make sure that we were still connecting. So we connected on Zoom and a surprising number of people showed up since I'd only announced it a few days before. And they seemed so happy to share their stories. I encouraged each person to unmute themselves and talk about an image that resonated with them in that story. And you could tell people loved showing themselves and being met with acceptance. They looked happy. And then the morning after the storytelling open mic on Patreon, I got a message from one person who had said they weren't probably going to tell a story and then decided at the last minute to do it. You know, when you tell a story, you're like, it has to be perfect. And when you decide at the last minute, I know that when I do that, I often have a vulnerability hangover. I feel like I didn't do it right and I beat myself up. But the next morning I got a message from Matthew who had joined us on the story open mic who said, I just want to say thank you. I don't think I'd still be here if it wasn't for body and I'm going to be glowing from that for days. I hope that you have something you're passionate about in your life the way that I'm passionate about this. And nothing feels better than having people tell you that what you're putting out in the world is important. I hope you have a great week. And if you have that thing in your life, you know, I love to hear those stories. I'm at Dixie at BodyStorytelling.com if you'd like to share. Congrats to my friends at Dipsy, who just hit a huge milestone. They now have over 500 sexy stories, sleep scenes, and wellness sessions for you. And so far, over 58 million minutes have been shared with the listeners on their app. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. They feature believable characters and stories that transport you to a better place. And Dipsy releases new stories every week, so there's always more to explore, no matter what or who turns you on. Plus, Dipsy also has wellness sessions and bedtime soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off to sleep. And best of all, Dipsy offers you unlimited access to their library of hundreds, more than 500 short, sexy stories. I know you love stories because you're a listener of this podcast. And they know it too. So right now, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com D-I-X-I-E. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com Dixie. Savor some new sexy stories and practice self-care. Head over to dipsystories.com right now and tell them I sent you by using the promo code Dixie. Self-care is all about being mindful and treating your body well, on the outside and the inside. When I think about staying healthy, my mind heads straight to pleasure. And one of my favorite ways to take care of my body is with Uberlube. Lube Lube is the key to maximizing pleasure, whether you're alone or with a partner. And if you're going to lubricate, you want to make sure it's done with the highest quality, most body-safe ingredients. And nothing beats Uberlube. UberLube is a luxurious, high-grade silicone lubricant made from clean, body-safe ingredients. It's free of nasty additives like parabens, preservatives, and petrochemicals. UberLube stays on the surface of your skin and doesn't enter your bloodstream like water-based lube. It's great for all kinds of play, vaginal, oral, anal, and thousands of doctors recommend UberLube for its simple ingredient list. Uberlube offers long-lasting performance when you want it, then quickly dissipates without leaving a sticky residue. It cleans up easily, there's no flavor or scent, and it's latex compatible so it's safe and effective for use with condoms too. And they're offering body storytelling listeners a special offer. 10% off and free shipping when you use the code D-I-X-I-E at uberlube.com. To add to those magic moments, you want to make sure you do it with the highest quality, most body-safe ingredients. And remember, ten percent off and free shipping. Just use the code Dixie at UBERLUBE.com. Uberlube. It lets you feel what you want to feel. In late February of 2020, I had no idea that COVID was about to change everything. This story was told at my very last show at the Rebar Seattle, the beloved queer punk weirdo institution that we hosted Body at for more than five, six years. The Rebar went away in June of 2020, and I still miss those faces every month. It was always a packed show. People were so hungry for stories in Seattle. And this week, you're going to get to hear one of them. So let me tell you about this storyteller. Andrew Gatsby is a bright-haired, queer, polyamorous weirdo living in Seattle's Capitol Hill. He spends his daytime hours using tech for good and the rest of his hours finding fun party outfits, hosting events, community building, making cocktails, and asking people to make out. He was kinky before he knew there was a word for it, and thanks to Body, he finally has a place to tell stories about it. He takes the light rail every time he can and excitedly tells everyone else that they should, too. This storyteller is Andrew Gatsby.
2: I love hosting parties. I hosted parties in college, Uh, loved having friends over. Um, I love creating a space where people can get together, feel safe, have a good time, maybe make some friends. But my college parties weren't too rowdy, like maybe a drunk game of Cards Against Humanity at most. Uh, I moved to Capitol Hill a couple years ago, and at the time was learning how to make fancy cocktails. It was kind of a hobby I'd been wanting to learn for a couple years so i looked for an apartment where i could share that with people uh apartment with a good kitchen apartment with uh, a lot of space um and at this point my kitchen is basically a bar like the whole space is just taken up with liquor bottles and fancy (laughs) cocktail glasses like i can barely cook in there (laughs) and i try to host a party pretty much every chance i can get whether that's holiday parties, friend coming in from out of town, or people saying, hey, let's go dancing out on the hill. And I say, cool, like, come over to my place. I'll make a round of drinks. We'll, like, meet some friends, and then we can go out. So when I started going to kinky play parties, I realized this is the kind of party that I want to figure out how to host. <laughs> but it's a little different than hosting a party for your nerdy vanilla college friends. <laughs> And I realized, I didn't really have the friends for this yet. <laughs> so a little over a year ago, my, uh, my partner Alex and I find ourselves in this non-monogamous social group, and it's people are welcoming, people are friendly, people are flirty, and people are pretty down to hook up with one another. So as I'm getting into this group, I'm thinking, ooh, maybe these are the friends for this kind of party. So let me tell you about Alex for a minute. Um, Physically, she's about 5'8", chin-length, brown hair, curvy with tall, long legs, and she's got these smiling eyes that are framed by differently-colored eyebrows, and a little smirk in her smile. Now, we'd been dating about eight months by this point. We'd both started out as poly, though mostly just each other as partners for most of this relationship, and really wrapped up in each other the whole time. A lot of new relationship energy, our friends kind of didn't see us for a few months, (laughs) <laughs> it's a good relationship. So we're getting into this, we're settling into this social group, and they have their big anniversary party coming up. It's second anniversary of the group being around, they rent a venue, they're going to have 80-plus people, dance floor, open bar, and people pretty willing to go home with someone, or a few someones. But the thing I'm most excited about is that they've picked a venue that is two blocks from my apartment. <laughs> So, of course, I think, well, I need to host a sexy after-party. But I'm kind of scared. I, I don't know how to ask people back for that. Like, I've been to the play parties that are, like, big organized thing at the CSPC, 40-plus people, not really the same as, like, inviting, you know, half a dozen people back to your house for an orgy. <laughs> so I think, okay, well, where can I start that's a little easier. I know, I like making drinks, I'll invite people over for a pre-party. Pre-game before the main event. I can make some fancy drinks, I can get people comfortable with my space and kind of see where things go from there. I do manage one sexy invite before this happens kind of accidentally. And this is from my friend Adri- or with my friend Adriana who I'd hooked up with, in a threesome, a couple weeks before. Um, For quick description, she's about 5'6", real curvy, long brown curly hair, queer side shave. (laughs) And she and I had hooked up with our friend Abzi, who kinda looks like a Saudi Seth Rogen. And I'm, I'm texting Adriana about like, hey, like, I want to host this kind of sexy after party, but like, I don't really know how to invite people for that. And she says, well, can I invite myself? Can I, can I come? I'm like, well, yeah, that makes it easy. Sure. So she's invited herself, and at that point, I invite Abzi too. I think, okay, me, Alex, two friends. I've got four people. That's a little bit of confidence to. I think I can get this going. So the day of the party comes around, Alex and I are setting up my place, she helps me clean up, we get dressed all fancy, uh, put some cocktail specials on my kitchen chalkboard. Uh, I go all out with my cocktails. I made uh, cocktails that changed from uh, blue to purple to pink as you drink them. <laughs> I had about uh, 15 to 20 friends over, which in like a one-bedroom apartment it's a little tight, real cozy. But... Made a bunch of drinks, people got tipsy, people got to hang out and flirt. Real fun time. And I put out a couple invites to say, hey, I'm doing this thing after if you want to come over, but at this point in the evening it's early, people are curious and interested, but kind of don't want to commit yet. You know, the night's young, there's a big party ahead, we'll see. So, an hour or two later, we wander down to the party together, and we get down there. The party's already hopping. People are on the dance floor. People are drinking. People are on drugs. I'm on Molly or MDMA because when you're with a bunch of flirty, touchy friends, well, that's kind of the drug for it. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm wandering around meeting people, catching up with friends, and the drugs start kicking in. I uh, Touching starts feeling real great. I get real... A big rush of love and emotion and just, like, want to ramble at people, want to talk at everyone. So I'm running around from conversation to conversation, holding on to Alex the whole time, kind of touching her, gushing to people about how great she is, talking about how great non-monogamy is, because, you know, that's what we we do as poly people. <laughs> and after pretty much every conversation I have with someone, I ask them if they want to make out. That's a great way to make out with a lot of people at a party. (laughs) And also for everyone to get strep. (laughs) So, at some point in this party, I notice someone I haven't met before. She's this uh, tall, thin girl who's got big eyes and big lips, kind of like a younger Julia Roberts, but with short, bright pink hair. And I see that, and... at this point i've just dyed my hair for the first time a couple weeks before this it was bright purple on top so i'm still in this phase of thinking when i see someone with bright colored hair i think you seem cool i don't know how to talk to you so i didn't <laughs> but as we're wrapping up a little later a few hours later trying to um, leave i see abzi and pink hair making out on the dance floor i'd say hey we're gonna go invite her along whatever make the rounds, put out a few more invites for afterwards, say, like, hey, we're going to go back to my place. When I finally come back to Abzi, they're still making out. I'm like, come on, just bring her, bring whoever. (laughs) And because, you know, we're talking poly people here, it's not just one person or a couple, it's like a whole polycule. (laughs) So we've got our four friends, we've got pink hair, and, like, three more people from her polycule, we've got a couple other friends. We're walking back up to my place, and I'm thinking, like, oh, is, is this really gonna happen? Like, I'm kinda nervous, I'm excited, but like, I've got 10, 11 people going back to my place for an orgy. Like, all right. So we get to my place, and um, Abzi and Pinky go straight for the bed. They're just wrapped up in each other. I'm in host mode, right? So I help people get settled, get comfy on the couch, get people some water, but then I wanna join in on the fun. So I go to the bed, there's like four or five people on the bed already. I ask Pinky if we can make out, we start kissing and touching. And then someone calls from the other room and says, hey, do you have a phone charger? <laughs> well, I'm the host. I run back out, get people their cables, get people set up. We get back to the sexy times. I see Adriana's going down on pink hair. I see Alex making out with a red-haired girl on my bed. This looks, this is great. Then there's a knock at my front door. All right, well, gotta run out, open it. Someone else came late. I'm naked, answering the door, saying welcome to the sex party. Um, I go back in. Uh, Alex and pink hair go down on me for a while. Pink hair and I go down on Abzi for a while where he jokes about pink and purple on his dick. And at this point, like, people start winding down, people start leaving. I figure out how to navigate, like, you know, when you're naked and erect, like, how do you hug people? Do, do you hug people goodbye when they leave? <laughs> um, but one of the last people to leave is my partner, Alex, and she kind of stops me on the way out and goes, hey, you did it. You hosted this thing. And all of a sudden, it kind of hits me like, yeah, I did. Like, there's a whole orgy in my bed. This is great. <laughs> So I finish out the night with Abzi and Pink Hair. We're up till four playing. They stay over, and in the morning we exchange numbers. And Pink Hair and I are kind of like, wait, who, what was your name again? <laughs> Find out she's also Alex, <laughs> and now we're dating. <laughs> um, so that's the story how I hosted my first sex party, and. It was kind of a scary big thing. I didn't really know how to do something like that. It's, but I knew it was something I wanted to do. I knew it was important. I knew I wanted to be someone who could host a party like that. And I think a lot of the big things in my life have been like that. They've been important, they've been scary, but you do them anyways. And I think the lesson for me is that when something's big and scary, you run towards it and you just might make it happen.
1: Let's get mischievous and polyamorous. Wine and women and wonderful vices. Welcome to the cold. I will pray Start a secret society For the wild and free Our ideology Because you can do what you want Too much is never enough We are the like, we are the light We are the envy of the classical I'm feeling devious You're looking glamorous Let's get mischievous And polyamorous White and women and wonderful We'll wash those tears away You're young and beautiful And the lover you always You got no time for pain When it's just you and me in it
0: That song was The Cult of Dionysus by The Orion Experience. For years, I struggled to find a way to build community beyond live shows. Some place that wasn't restricted the way that social media is. A place that allowed me to share the challenges and rewards of growth with the people who were making that growth possible. A place for the people who love body and who want to see it continue. And then I learned about Patreon and how they work. It's a membership model, which means a deeper connection between you and I. I can really get to know you. I can bounce new ideas off you. I can ask for advice. I can involve you in this community. And I am so proud of the community that I've built. And it also means that you can help body to become what you want, not just what I want. But our Patreon support started declining at the start of the summer. My guess is that people believed we were on the other side of the pandemic. The Delta variant shut us down back in August, and Body is still on hold. We're not there yet, so get a patreon.com/body and become a member now. You'll not only have my eternal thanks, you'll get rewards like free live stream tickets, ad-free podcast episodes, storytelling tips and tricks, and special events like this past weekend's storytelling open mic, where you can tell your own story in front of open-minded new friends stories change lives. Please help me continue to make the world a more accepting, less judgmental place. I'd be so grateful if you'd become a Patreon member today. And there's a link in the show notes. Well, that's it for this week. But before I go, I want to say thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. Thank you to Mosa Maxwell Smith, Joe Moore, Donald Mooney, David Grossoff, Jeremy Bedick, and podcast producer Marty Garcia. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie De La Tour. This has been episode 197 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. Thanks for listening.